Today, we're gonna to chat about how to do a content audit on your blog. A content audit is a careful, extensive review of every single post you have ever published. Now, why should you bother with this in the first place? Well, it's going to arm you with the SEO data and help you to identify posts that you would like to improve, delete, or leave just as they are. It might sound like a big project, and truthfully it is, but at the end of it, you're going to have a better idea of where you wanna take your blog and the specific actions you need to take to boost your SEO and make a better experience for your readers. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this week's episode of The Vine Podcast. This week is going to be a fun topic to dive into and something that I have been kind of neck deep in for the last three or four months at least with my own food blog. And so I'm really excited to share with you today how you can do a content audit for your blog. Now, before we dive in, I love to do a quick introduction just to remind you who is behind the mic of this podcast and just to be able to connect with you on a more personal level, because I think that is so important for us to remember as content creators that there are people behind the microphone, the blog post, the social media post, and we have really lost some of the you know fun side of blogging that used to be around 10 years ago when you would be able to really connect with people on a personal level. And so I like to try to keep that in the forefront of my mind as I'm working on my podcast content or my blog content and just want to share a little bit with you guys today. So if we haven't met, my name is Madison Wetherill and I am the founder and CEO of Grace and Vine Studios. Now over there, we specialize in building custom brands and websites for food bloggers who are looking to take their food blog to that next level. They're looking to increase their impact by creating an amazing user experience through their website and through their brand to be able to connect with their audience on a deeper level. And again, to create a bigger impact for their families, their readers, and just for their life overall. If you are ever curious about what it would be like to work together or what types of ways we work with clients, you can head over to graceandvinestudios.com, click on our services tab, and you can learn everything you need to know about what it's like to work together. You can schedule a free inquiry call to chat with me and get to know what our process is like. I can get to know your blog and we can figure out if it's a good mutual fit to work together in this season of your business. So again, you can go over to our website and check out all that information and definitely recommend reaching out if you are interested in working together in the next quarter or so. We are typically booked out a little bit in advance, but we try to make sure we have openings available for those of you who are ready to jump in and start taking action. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a couple of months now, you probably know that I like to share a little bit of a personal behind the scenes at the beginning of these podcast episodes. Again, just to remind you that there's a person behind this microphone. I also think it helps you to paint the picture of, you know, what my life is like and hopefully what the, you know, what having my own business has done for my life. Something that I've mentioned a few times on the podcast is this idea of increasing your impact and 
it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot over the past year or so, you know, what it has done for my life, being able to work for myself, to work from home, to be home with my kids. And so again, just hope that that some of these personal tidbits paint that picture for you and hopefully inspire you to, you know, have that own increased impact in your own life, whatever that looks like for you. So something that I recently started doing again for my blog is meeting with my blogging mastermind group. Now, this is a group that I have been in communication with. We have our own blogging mastermind Slack channel that we keep in touch with for, it has to be at least six years because I remember, I I might've even started this group before I had my first son. So it could be even upwards of seven years. All that to say, this is a group that I have been a part of. It's a group of four of us and we have been through the ups and downs, the algorithm changes, the Pinterest changes, the, you know, you name it with each other. And recently we started meeting up again once a month to go over our goals for the month and just to have more accountability with each other. Now I'll say that all of us have had lots of different seasons of our blog, including some of us having full-time jobs, three of us having children or multiple children in the time that we've been working together. So it has looked different meeting on a regular basis, but over this past couple months of this year, we've been meeting once a month to go over our goals for the next month. And it has really just lit a fire under me to be able to not only set goals, but to also make sure I'm actually achieving them because there's something about, you know, having to report back to somebody else that you didn't get done what you wanted to get done that just lights that fire under you to get it done the next time. So all that to say, if you don't have a group of people that you are regularly chatting with, whether that's Instagram DMs or a Slack group or meeting on Zoom, I highly recommend it because food blogging is, it is tough. And if you don't have people that have your back that can help you ride the waves of just the tough journey of food blogging, it is a recipe for burnout. So I highly recommend finding your people and figuring out a way that you guys can regularly chat with each other, pick each other's brains about what's going on, ask each other for feedback on you know a post that you're working on, all of that type of stuff. It is completely just invaluable. So highly recommend that. And on that note, we're going to jump into what we're going to talk about today, which is a content audit because all of us have done our own content audit within that mastermind group. And so we regularly are talking about how we're working on different things and how our content audit has really shaped what we're doing with our business. So we've talked about content in general on this podcast a lot. Obviously, that is a huge part of your blogging strategy. A content audit, though, is a really important step to take before a lot of big things that might happen or might be something that you're planning for on your blog. Performing a content audit is a great way to get a grasp on the type of content, the quality of content you have on your site, what grade you might give that content, and then what areas or categories you might consider bulking up. Really, the content audit gives you just a great overhead view of what you have on your website. Now, here are a few situations that might call for a content audit, and there are definitely more than just these three, but these three really stick out as a great kind of catalyst point for you to consider doing this content audit because it is a big undertaking and you want to make sure that you're doing it at a time where it makes sense. The first is you definitely want to audit your content before you do a website redesign. The second is that you'll want to do one before you work on planning out your content for the next year or the next quarter. 
You don't have to do this every single year, or every single quarter, but if you've never done this before, I highly recommend focusing on your content audit first before you go and do a major planning for a longer period of time than just you know the next month. And then lastly, you definitely wanna do this before you decide to update any old content as well, because doing this is going to help you to see what content needs to be update, updated and in which way. And lastly, this is kind of a special situation, but for a lot of our clients and a lot of people that I'm seeing in the food blogging industry, there's this trend of purchasing or starting a second website. And if you're thinking about purchasing a second one, a content audit is a really great first step into learning what that site has in terms of content and then where to take things from there. Because, you know, if you do a content audit on your own blog, you're gonna know your content a lot better than if you were to buy somebody else's blog and have all of their new content to figure out. And this is a really great way to systematically and strategically figure out what content you have and what needs to be done with that content. Okay, so let's define what a content audit is. A content audit is a high level deep dive into all the content you have ever produced for your blog. Doesn't sound overwhelming at all, does it? Of course, this probably does seem very daunting, but we're gonna break down exactly how you do this process in the most simple way in this episode. But just know, yes, it is a daunting process and it is meant to be a longer term project, not something that you try to achieve in one day. A content audit is different than a category audit, which I have mentioned before in previous episodes specifically about organizing your categories. A category audit is when you look at all of your blog categories and you organize your content better into the categories you have or the categories you want to create. A category audit is another great thing to do. Definitely recommend that, but you may want to do that after you have done your content audit so that you have a better understanding of what content you have and how it all fits into the categories that you have or that you want to create. So here are a few things that you're going to look at during your content audit. You're going to look at how much traffic a post is already getting, what keywords the post is ranking for right now, and what keywords the post could rank for. And then lastly, what you need to optimize to make the post better if you need to optimize anything. Through this audit, you are going to find all kinds of information about your content. But there are three main things that you're going to find and really be focusing on studying as you're going through this. You might discover, like I did when I did my content audit for my food blog, that some of your recipes just do not fit into a good keyword and they aren't being searched. For me, this was a recipe I've talked about on the podcast before, which is a goat cheese biscuit recipe. These goat cheese biscuits are amazing. We have made them for many holidays, but the keyword data just isn't there. Nobody is searching for this recipe. And I will also add that at this current time, Pinterest is not something I'm really focusing on. And so it's not something that would fit into a section of recipes where I might say this would do really well on Pinterest, if not, you know, doing well on Google. So I can still keep this blog post on my blog. I can share it on social media. I can maybe use it on Pinterest down the road, but this blog post isn't going to need or deserve as much time and energy as some of the new content that I'm excited about or some of the past content that I've created that has the potential to up-level to a higher level keyword and perform better in that way. You're also going to find some old posts that could be reworked with new writing, new photography, or they could even be updated to rank for a better keyword. 
For example, maybe you have something that you creatively called a pesto dipping sauce, but when you look up that keyword, there's very few people searching for that particular phrase. So you can rework that recipe to be called a pesto aioli or even a basic basil pesto recipe, which might have higher keyword volumes. The benefit of doing this is that you're using those older URLs that Google looks at as a higher value, and you're going to be able to republish this old blog post with new images, new optimized text, and it is very likely to perform much better. Now, something else I will mention, because this is something that I have thought about in the past, you might be thinking, well, my old URL says pesto dipping sauce, and if I change the recipe to be basil pesto, isn't that confusing? First of all, Nobody really sees what your URL is or really cares about what the URL is. So don't put too much emphasis onto like what the specific slug of your URL is and just focus on making sure that it is a related keyword phrase and you're not changing your basil or pesto dipping sauce into a something completely random like chicken drumsticks recipe. As long as it is related and makes sense, don't worry so much about what the URL says. People don't even see it on mobile and it isn't as important as it feels like it is to you. Talking to myself here as I'm saying that because it's definitely something that I have worried about in the past. The third thing that you're going to discover is that you might have great opportunities to identify posts that you want to delete and redirect. And I'm talking about posts like your old giveaways that are no longer going on, old link parties, Friday links, or personal posts that don't fit within your blog anymore. Maybe they were trendy at one time when you had a super engaged audience who used to comment on every blog post that went live, but we know, and we talk about this all the time, that blogging has changed a lot. So just know you're probably going to find those types of posts. It's okay. We all have them and you'll figure out what to do with them through this process. So what is the first step to your content audit? You're first going to export a list of all of the blog posts that you have on your blog. Now, don't worry, you do not have to do this manually. You're going to use a WordPress plugin called WP All Export. And I will make sure to link to that plugin in the show notes on your podcast app and also on our blog post, which I didn't mention at the beginning of this podcast episode, but this is an episode like a few of them have been lately where I definitely recommend going over to the blog post to read through this and have kind of your action steps right in front of you as you're trying to work on this. So definitely come back to this episode and this blog post when you're ready to actually sit down and do this content audit. So WP All Export, it's a lightweight plugin and then you can feel free to delete it or deactivate it when you're done with this audit, but it's going to make it very easy for you to export all the information and data that you need to have for this process. There's also a paid version. You shouldn't really need that for this. The free version of this plugin should be just fine. You also are gonna have some options to customize your export file. And in those options, you're going to want to include your blog post title, the permalink or the actual URL, the publish date, last modified date categories, and then the Yoast focused keyword and the Yoast meta description. These are gonna help you to see opportunities to optimize things for SEO specifically down the road. You can also choose any other fields that you want to include, but those are the ones that I definitely recommend for this process. Once you have downloaded that, you're going to have a CSV spreadsheet and you can upload that into your tool of choice. Airtable, Excel, or Google Sheets will all work for this. So just pick whichever you feel most comfortable with. Another tool that might come in handy after you do this audit and get everything organized is using a tool like Clarity from the makers of Food Blogger Pro. This is going to allow you to create projects and task lists for 
certain updates that you plan to do on different posts. Personally, I use Airtable for this for my blog. We built our content audit in Airtable. And my whole team has access to it to be able to see tons of different information about each blog post. But what I really like about Airtable is it allows you to customize different views where you can see certain portions of your content. So for example, one particular view that I use a lot is when I'm looking ahead at which blog posts need photos and I'm planning out my photo shoot days and I'm looking ahead, I can look at this one view which will show me any blog posts that are coming up in the future that don't have photos yet. And so they're in a certain stage of our process that allows me to be able to see I need to take photos for those. And then I can organize my, con my photo shoot day based around the posts that are coming up. But again, choose whichever tool you feel comfortable with and you feel like you're going to be able to operate and just move forward with that one. Once you have your spreadsheet created, you can move forward with your content audit. This is something that you can either do yourself or it's something that you can tag team with a team member or virtual assistant. How I set this up, or I should say how my blog manager set this up for us is that she did the initial exporting and creating of the spreadsheet. And then she went through and did as much as she could, but there was quite a few posts that she needed my help in deciding what to do with those certain posts. So that's one way to break it up is have somebody go through and look at the data portion, and then you can go through and do the decision-making based on the data. It's a great way to utilize a virtual assistant in this process, but then give yourself the final say on what to do with the content based on you know what you know about your brand and what you wanna do. So our next step is to perform the actual audit. Now, this is the part that is going to take the most time, and it really depends on how many blog posts you have, because essentially you're going to go post by post and line by line of your spreadsheet, and then you're going to fill in the data and decide what to do. You want to most likely start at the very beginning of your blog post, because the most recent posts that you've done are going to be much better than the ones that you first published when you started your blog. The early posts that you have are probably going to need the most work, but they also could have the most potential to have a bigger improvement, just depending on the age of your blog, how you used to do your blog posts and all of that. Now there's four main parts to doing your content audit. For each post that is on your list, you're going to look at its traffic, keywords, make decisions about what needs to happen next. And then this is the hardest part, you're actually going to accomplish the things that need to happen next. Now, if the audit itself takes a long time, accomplishing all of the things that need to be done is what is going to take even longer, but that's okay. It is a marathon and not a sprint. And what you're going to be armed with after you create your spreadsheet is a really clear action plan of what you need to do. So step one is to check the traffic of each blog post. Now, if you have time to add this in, you might wanna also add in the all-time traffic that the posts have um, and what they've received through Google Analytics. Now, again, another note for Clarity is that Clarity actually has this directly built into their dashboard for each blog post because it is synced. It's basically your WordPress dashboard synced with Google Analytics, plus a little bit of a project management tool in one. So you're able to click on a blog post and toggle between you know, the last six month views or the all time views of a post. It's important to be able to look at the all time views because it might help you to see if something maybe dropped in ranking, or maybe it did well on Pinterest for a while and now it doesn't, it's going to help you give perspective on, is this post something that has never done well on my site, or is it something that did well at one point And I want to make sure not to delete it because I could revive it. So if you're using Google analytics to do this, you're going to set your analytics, a date range to the time your blog has been live. So if my blog started back in 
January of 2016. I'm going to go all the way back to January 2016 so I can see the lifetime page views of that blog post. Now, one thing to note is that if your post has never had any traffic, it's probably unlikely that you'll have zero page views, but you'll probably have very little page views. So if it's something like under 100 page views in the lifetime of your blog, I would probably just put zero and move on. Step two is to check the keywords. Now in our export of all of our content, you hopefully pulled the information from a tool like Yoast where you can see the keywords that you've already tried to rank for. If you have fully filled out the information in Yoast, you've likely put the keyword that you were going for in that you know description area under Yoast. This will also help you to see which posts are going to need meta descriptions, and that can be a whole nother project, but you're gonna take the keyword terms that you were trying to rank for, for those tools, and you're gonna drop those into whatever keyword research tool you like to use. So you might use something like Key Search, Ahrefs, or SEMrush. Search Console can also work for this, and this is Search Console is actually going to give you the information about which specific keywords you are ranking for. Even if you're ranking, you know, number 100, it will show you the actual way that Google is looking at your blog post, which can be really helpful. Either way, you wanna just use one tool here just for consistency in your audit and also to just not drive yourself crazy with multiple sets of data. If you must use multiple tools, that's fine. Just make sure you make separate columns and you label which column is for which tool so that you can kind of separate out the information. Then you're gonna do a little bit of keyword research for each of these terms. You're going to look for, is there a better keyword that you could rank for? So in the goat cheese biscuits example I shared earlier, if the search volume for that term is 70 and I'm looking for something more than 70, I might be able to find it. In this case, I couldn't. Um, but what you're looking for is something that you could kind of up level to a better keyword for that post in particular. So with the basil pesto example earlier, you know, pesto dipping sauce is a lower keyword volume than something like basil pesto. So you're going to be looking for like, what could I potentially optimize this post for and make those updates to have it be a better ranking blog post with a higher search volume to bring in more traffic. You want to also create a column for the search volume, like I just mentioned, and then the keyword difficulty of that keyword, because that is going to help you to make strategic decisions down the road. Right now we're just putting data in, but later on that information will be super helpful for you. And then step three is you're gonna start deciding what to do. Once you have all of this data and information from all of these places, it's going to help you decide based on how much traffic the post received and how much traffic the post could get, what you're going to do next. So you're going to review each of the posts that you have and you're going to ask yourself a few questions. First, is the post serving my current audience or the kind of audience that I want to attract. I'm gonna give you guys another example from my food blog because this is, to me, makes it just very clear. My food blog is all about sharing easy, wholesome recipes that are designed to share with the ones that you love. And I have some recipes on there that are complicated and just take a little bit more cooking skill. And so with that idea of easy recipes, there are posts that automatically I know are not a good fit for my audience anymore, or posts that it takes, you know, hours to do a lot of prep steps and all of that type of stuff. Easily, I can decide that is not a good fit. Next, you're going to ask yourself, can this post be reworked to target a new or better keyword? So is there something better out there or is it just something that isn't going to go anywhere? Do I need to reshoot new photos for the post? 
does the post, actual text in the post need to be rewritten? And lastly, this one is so important. Do I even want to put in the work to redo this post or am I ready to say goodbye to it? This part, like I said, is so important because there are some posts I just do not feel like updating. Those are posts that I could choose to outsource some of the updating if I wanted to, but there are some that I'm just not ready to bring into this new season of my blog and bringing it, you know, updating everything and making it better. And it's okay to say goodbye to some of those posts. So you're going to create a column in your spreadsheet where you're going to mark off what needs to happen next. If a post is good to go as it is, then make sure to put that on there too, because you want to have a list of posts that are doing well and that you're just going to keep monitoring in the future. Okay. Your step four is that you're going to make this happen. You are going to perform the actions that you decided to do while you were creating your audit. So I suggest setting a monthly goal for how many posts that you're going to do at a time and then work on those in batches. So if you haven't heard of this idea of doing batch work, go back to episode 109, where I talk about batching and how much this can save you time and just make you so much more productive. An example of a way that you might spend your time and do batch work for this is you might spend an afternoon deleting and redirecting posts that you've decided to get rid of. Another batch session could be that you spend time writing meta descriptions for any posts that don't have them. You could also batch together reshoots for upcoming recipes that you want to update. For example, if you decide to do that pesto aioli and redo that, maybe the same day you make french fries or a burger that it can go with. Some of the items that you figure out you're going to work on on this now very large to-do list are things that could be better delegated to a photographer, a writer, or a virtual assistant. So this is a great time to take a look at those things and make the list less daunting by figuring out what you're going to outsource. And this is also going to help you accomplish things much faster because something to note about this content audit is if you take too long to do the tasks that you need to do, you might find that the data and information you have is outdated by the time you get to that post. So again, figuring out your priority items and working through this a little bit out of time and creating goals around it is really going to help you to get through the information quickly so that it doesn't become outdated. So my number one tip for getting through this content audit is to take it a little bit at a time. Something that you know people can easily get caught up on is that this content audit should be done in a day or in a week or even a month. And that might be possible if your blog is really new and has less than maybe a hundred blog posts. But if you've been blogging for a while, like a lot of us have, you likely have hundreds, if not thousands of blog posts. I recently had a call with a client and she told me that she has 900 blog posts and that was after deleting 800 blog posts. So if you are that person, like I see you and I know that you have a lot of content that you created over the years. So the reality is it's going to take you a while to get through all of this. Unless you are somebody who just loves to get nerdy and get in data analyst mode and just loves this type of information, the data entry alone can take a long time and you're probably going to be cross-eyed and need to order takeout by the end of it. So I suggest doing it in two or three hour time blocks at a time. This is something that you can even do while you're watching TV at night. This is not something that you need their full brain power to do in terms of getting all of the data. So Pair it with something else that you're working on and focus on as much of it as you can in one sitting. 
it's not necessarily hard work. It's not going to, you know, take a lot of that brain energy and creative work, but it is time consuming and it's going to give you a huge to-do list at the end. So set a goal for the time that you'd like to get the audit done. So for example, if you say that by the end of quarter two, you want to finish your audit, then you need to set goals for what you'd like to accomplish and work the tasks around the time that you have to work on this audit. It's okay if it's going to take you a year or two to get done. Again, just know that if that is the case, your data might not be completely relevant by the time you get there. And you may just need to do a quick one-off search for things as you get closer to working on particular posts and keywords. If you need more support in figuring out how to set realistic goals, be sure to check out episode 149, where I talk about setting SMART goals for your blog. This is an excellent example of something that you could turn into a SMART goal for yourself and really make progress on this content audit. One of the biggest things I have learned in my now seven plus years of blogging is that there is constantly things that are changing and there is always more work to do on your blog. But if you chip away at it a little bit at a time, and you're armed with data to make informed decisions, this is a great way to tackle a big project like this. And I will say that having gone through this process for my own blog, it has really just helped motivate me to keep going, even when I'm tired and I've shot seven recipes in one day, looking ahead at what all I could do to continue to optimize my blog has just given me a new perspective on the potential that my blog has and the potential that each blog post and recipe that I have on my site has. So to recap quickly, to do a content audit, you're going to first export a list of all of your blog posts that you've ever written. You're gonna put it in your favorite spreadsheet tool. I highly recommend Airtable for this. Then you're gonna look at the four main steps to auditing what you find as you look through the content that you exported. You're gonna check the traffic, research your keywords, make your to-do list, and finally, you're going to make it happen. Set some goals and make a plan to get it done. You are going to be able to look back in six months at the amazing improvements you've been able to make after looking at your content in this level. And it is just going to make a world of difference as you try to optimize your blog and to just grow your traffic. I hope this episode was helpful as you consider auditing your content to help you make better decisions on what to update, what to optimize, or what to leave alone. Would love to hear what you guys think about this episode. And like I said, be sure to check out the show notes for all of the resources that I mentioned in this episode. I'm gonna have all of those links there. And then also be sure to check out this blog post as you're going through your content audit and just be able to use it as sort of a checklist for you as you work through this content audit. Thanks so much for being here with me, friends. I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.